Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Fresh New Hell, common people discussing uncommon ideas. My name is Frost with my co-host, Mary. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing the Emerald Tablet or Tablets. Uh, <laughs> just watched a, uh, a little documentary on this, and there was a little bit of a debate on we're, we're assuming that there were multiple tablets, emerald tablets, um, although the narrator sort of uh, chooses in between or goes in between tablet and tablets. So, um, Mary, you want to go ahead and kick it off? Your thoughts on, well, give a little bit of history on the emerald tablets and their possible um, origin, or do you want me to cover that? Or No, I'll jump into it, because okay. this is kind of a weird one that I got sucked into this rabbit hole on. Um, found it through uh, searching for ancient technologies, just looking for ancient artifacts and things that were found, and just by accident it said 38,000-year-old uh, emerald tablets. So you know you got to pause on that one. you got to give that a little whirl. Take a look yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, that's... Um, so it was just exactly what it was. It was an emerald tablet or maybe tablets. They did show them interchangeably as being one or two, some sort of writing on it, uh, Sumerian or some kind of Arabic, some sort of ancient type of writing. Um, but the the general gist of it was that it had information um, either regarding some sort of a personal transformation or some actual technical metal transformation. Yeah. Uh, definitely information. Yeah. Alchemy. Yes. Yeah. So, so it kind of starts off, it sort of weaves between three different um, individuals. It sort of starts with Thoth, who is uh, a, a priest king from Atlantis. So Atlantis was an island that apparently there was some type of cataclysmic event, and it sunk. And uh, obviously went down undersea. That's why people are looking for Atlantis in the ocean. And Thoth, or Thoth rather, he escaped. And he escaped to a place called Chem, which uh, was the precursor for... It was primitive ancient, Egypt. Yeah. yeah, ancient Egypt, we'll just say. So where he um, basically was essentially a king or a pharaoh of some sorts for, I mean, they say 16,000 years. Right, which and, he came from somewhere else, too. So it's not like he rolled in at one. You yeah, know, like yeah. you roll in at 10,000 years and have another I, 16? You know? Right, right. That's a, that's yeah. a really good question. So the one of the accounts talks about the actual emerald tablets being the story of his life that were actually created by him. And also in those texts, there were um, instructions for transmutation of base metals into gold, which is, you know, basically alchemy, among other things. Um, the documentary then skips on to Hermes Tris Trismegistus, who uh, was also an Egyptian. And uh, they you know, specify that he probably was like a, um, a custodian of the tablets, although some people think that he might have created them himself um, as well. Last person they talk about is Isaac Newton and how he's associated with uh, what are Western alchemy. And um, and at the time, studying these texts that, uh, you know, it was sort of heretical material. So he kept a lot of his um, research hidden from you know, mainstream uh, audiences because he didn't want to be, you know, burned at the stake or whatnot. So uh, so but um, yeah, and there's, a, you know, there's there's a lot of interesting material. There was definitely some stuff that conflicts with each other. I mean, the bottom line is uh, allegedly the um, the Emerald Tablet or tablets are missing. Now, there are uh, translations of the tablets in known existence, apparently, and There's people... copies from Greece and right. translations. Yeah, scholars like have been trying to crack the code, and, you know, one of the things we discussed is that, um, I mean, a lot of people point to 
the transmutation, the whole alchemy thing, the whole philosopher's stone thing, you know, that the philosopher's stone was like a key and the tablet or tablets was the lock. So you needed both things to actually do these things. And other things, we also noticed that there were ancient beings that needed gold to survive and, and pro- prolong their longevity. So, um, so there's, you know, there's some stuff, but what we also came to the conclusion, you know, the two of us and Mary can cover this. She wants to, that it wasn't really necessarily literal, um, that it was actually referring to more of a spiritual side of, um, like enlight- a personal transformation. Yeah. More enlightenment than the actual, actual gold, the metal gold. So I just had like a weird moment. Like when we were, when you said philosopher's stone and, and we were thinking that it was, the emerald tablet along with the stone that maybe there was a combination effect. Right. But I was thinking that Sumerian thing that we see all the time with the bird headed God that has the pineapple thing that's handing it to the human. Mm. Like what if that's like a symbol for, this is going to get super wonky. Okay, yeah. Here yeah, we go. go. Go for it. So what if that is like a symbol for the philosopher's stone and it's really like kind of a, an acknowledgement like for rays our, coming out of it or well something? that but like more for our pineal gland maybe it's like a third eye like maybe the philosopher's stone is something embedded within us that we have to awaken and maybe that's what all the alchemy is about is the personal transformation to Could learn be. how to use your own yeah to, stone to within. create your own enlightenment become exactly. a buddha become gold light whatever you want to call right. it could be yeah I mean, and that was a part of the thing that we were talking about is it's sort of like I don't want to say the secret out loud, but it is almost like the secret where right. it's a self-fulfilling or self-creating right. prophecy of like you're sort of designing your own reality. And yeah. It's well, you, itself. in this case, if that were true, you'd have more of an active hand in it for right? sure. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, because some of the things that, that bothered me and I discussed with this with Mary off, uh, off mic were if you had created or written something down that could be devastating to... Uh, to your current world and civilization, kind of like with Thoth and Atlantis, uh, allegedly, and we don't know if it was actually from his writings or the writings at the time or some ancient writings of whatever it may be, but it was alluded to the idea that the bad Atlanteans had gotten their hands on this information, let's just call it sacred information, and through their knowledge of that sacred information, created the cataclysm that destroyed Atlantis. Right. So... But let's say it was the Emerald Tablet or Tablets, and obviously then he moved to Chem, um, a.k.a. ancient Egypt, and then stored them in the plateau of uh, the Pyramid of Giza for safety, had his priests uh, you know, making sure as police to make sure nobody steals them. My question is if, you, if those tablets or tablet could cause that much mayhem, it could destroy an entire civilization— why wouldn't you just destroy it? You know, um, and well, again, only because you know, it must have yeah. more valuable information. Well, that, well, yeah, but again, I think we kind of cured the idea. And one of the things that did make sense to me was the idea that uh, it might actually more be tied to it or tied to enlightenment and not towards like you know I'm um, going to you know create whatever some golden weapon or something like that or to wipe everybody out of straw to be rich <clears throat> or something or whatever right. yeah i mean whatever it may be but the one of the interesting things that we drew uh, the conclusion was that you know that greed existed even in that time frame as well and, yes, and that's um, the causes thing I'm destruction having my brain just break over is mm. the timeline the amount of right. time and how long ago it was right by any estimation you know egypt well over like Let's just say five to seven thousand years at least. Yeah, I mean, well, we we're talking about the tablets creation thirty six to thirty eight is what they said, right? right? You know, but yeah. I mean, we know at least five thousand years. Just oh yeah, it's a safe bet for sure. That is such an unreasonable amount of time to wrap my head around. Like if you think of 
you know, a hundred years ago, we were the civil war known people. It's horrible. Right. right. And a hundred years before that we had, you know, horse and buggy and we're walking and just the, I guess the lack of advancement that we have now, it puzzles me that, you know, five or 7,000 years ago that they're making gold and making jewelry. Like I couldn't make gold jewelry now if my life depended on it. I can't sure. smelt gold and produce right. a chain and they're making, right. you know, whole sarcophaguses and like that, inlaid that's, gems. That's true. But if you also look at our modern day society from a techno technology standpoint, it actually has, has we've gone from the horse and buggy a hundred years ago or now 120 years ago, right. let's just say turn of the century or whatever, 19, uh, 2000. To a Tesla. Or, yeah. Now we're, yeah, we've got self-driving cars yeah. and planes and drones. And I mean, so the so technology is actually compounded on itself. just a technology that went a different way where they uh, valued different things. Because to be fair, like we couldn't make jewelry. We couldn't make any of that architecture that they made. Like maybe they went a different way where they weren't concerned about flight or mobility or maybe adventure. but but if you if you think about what we've already discussed the idea that atlantis was destroyed by some cataclysm that in all respects was man-made some to some regard even if there was some mysticism behind it right. with the help of the emerald tablets they still had destruction on their minds and oh, to yeah. be able to to well, they to had bad destroy Atlanteans. well right and in, in the idea to be able to destroy a complete um island and the make society, it sink yeah, yeah. in the ocean. I mean, talk about the That's blast tonic, power. Right? I would think so, right? I mean, what yeah. else could it be unless it's some type of divine energy? Well, and that ties energy. back to that area too, because they say in Egypt they have all that weird atomic glass, right? Yeah, you and mentioned that, that, that they were um, some of the like jade green pieces in the Egyptian headgear for king tut yeah is actually that atomic glass like there were pieces right. of these scarabs and things that they were like oh that's odd looking jade right it's because it's not right it's um, not what it so is, maybe yeah. there was some sort of yeah and you would think that 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 energy was probably used as energy i mean you right. probably used a you know literally like um, turn like keep lights on or mm-hmm. whatever like that type of stuff but obviously for every for every good invention there's always somebody that can that can corrupt it and, and turn it into something evil or destructive so but it's interesting that even those that thought process and that duality existed thousands of years ago, you know? Yeah, but I mean, that's the black and the white and the yin and the yang. Of course, it's dual. Yeah, I mean, it's always always been there, but it is is interesting, like you said. I mean, one of the things that we talked about right before getting on was the idea of technology advancing. Like, these people were around for, I mean, Thoth was allegedly around for 16,000 years, and they didn't figure out cars and planes and these types of things, and maybe... Maybe there were those things and they all are in the bottom of the ocean and never to be found again. I mean, I, you know, or well, and, your point was good too, though, that it would have been depicted somewhere more prevalently. If that was a common I would thing, think so. it would be more prevalent in the, the like pictographs and they, all they depicted it, everything else. Why would they hide that? that makes right. No it would, yeah. I mean, unless there was some type of, you know, religious belief or something that if you did that, it would be insulting God. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's right, a lot but of. If it was technology that was only pertinent to the gods where maybe they felt like they couldn't. Tell it or couldn't? Maybe, although some of these people or they didn't share it. Yeah, I maybe mean, they like, didn't let the little people have it. Maybe, but some of the Egyptians, and again, I I can't, I can't necessarily cite exact examples, but were treated as gods, right? I mean, right. they had their own they had their own system of gods that they worshipped that mm-hmm. lorded over the sky or knowledge or medicine this or whatever. Is the moon maybe. and this is the sun, right? All those things throughout the centuries. So you'd have to assume that those people were, you know, were gods, and they were depicted in their the writings and the. Um, you know, hieroglyphs and pictographs of the day. So you would think that if yeah, that if were... some sort yeah, of transportation you, situation, you, they would have shared it. You would think. You'd mm-hmm. think it'd at least show up somewhere or there'd be some type of evidence of it. Now, granted, you know, who knows? You keep digging in Egypt all the time. 
they might find something. I mean, Can at you some point, they dig up the space shuttle or something crazy. I mean, that'd be what amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, because they found all those crazy navigation tools and the boats and stuff that when they right. go on the Spanish yeah. boat or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like if you, but what does that do to the earth? Like what does that do to civilization if you find some crazy loop around where well, you realize 10,000 yeah. years ago that they were Well, it might travelers. crush a lot of belief systems, obviously, right. that we yeah, talked that's about. for sure. You know, it would crush belief systems, which would be, um, you know, could be devastating for some people if they really knew about it. Nowadays, though... I think there are these types of discoveries that are probably being made, like the Peruvian mummies, mm-hmm. that nobody's talking about. You know, right? so that's another episode. Because there's so much but, getting yeah. interrupted. That could be a whole other Or it's just episode, being suppressed. Just yeah. yeah, it's just being suppressed. And again, because it seems like day in and day out, you know, humans as a race, not to hate on my own race, but just become dumber and dumber. Uh, more greedy and right. more dumb as as the days go on, and more destructive and destroying but maybe our by planet. Design that we're not supposed to be paying attention to something. Maybe we're well. That's always being kept in that's, the dark. That's for something. always been my contention. Is that is that we are you know this is spinning off to something else, but uh, yeah. that we actually are slaves to another custodian race. Uh, and for lack of better words, you have to say alien, right? And that our planet is owned by somebody else that we don't know about, and they keep us at odds uh, for that reason. So we don't think about things too hard. So when they come back and annihilate us and take their planet back, we won't notice. We, we, well, we just be, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're monkeys with sticks trying to throw rocks at them, you know, that's, you know, so they're like, they're holding all the cards. So, you know, but at the same time, they're keeping us busy and and populating the earth and giving us different languages and skin colors and all those things and geographic locations to keep us at odds with each other, to keep our eyes from the major prize, which is, that were owned right. by somebody else, yeah. which I know sounds really dark and weird, but, but that would, but it, it kind of, there's a, there's a logic about. behind it. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, if, if, if it's all true, I mean, again, right. this is all, uh, these are the things that we discuss. These are our uncommon ideas, right. but, um, in any, uh, any closing thoughts on the Emerald tablets, let's just call them the Emerald tablets of Thoth. Cause yes. he's kind of like what, it's, what, it's, what it's linked, what it's, what it's linked to generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And the other characters we talked about, uh, Hermes Tr- Trismegistus, which we love saying Trismegistus, Trismegistus. Yes. And, it, and it made it especially poignant in the, the documentary that they probably said it every 30 seconds. Yeah. Like the documentary we saw, yeah. we, they, they kept saying, you know, Thoth, the priest king from it, or the Atlantean Thoth, the yes. priest king. And then Isaac Newton as well. Yeah. He didn't, he got, he was at the very tail end and they only discussed him a little bit, but uh, just in terms of bringing but him that, to the Western side of things. That really, I think speaks to everything that we discussed because it always loops back. Earlier the evening, we were discussing Sir Isaac Newton and, and Albert Einstein, and we oh, were right. touching yeah, on that we were talking about yeah. and then talking about gravity and yeah, yeah and yeah. then it loops back around where we're watching it's something all connected. so random, and then they're like, and Sir Isaac Newton did most of his right, research. Right, Like, who? How is that even possible? Right. I mean, I'm still waiting for. I mean, like Isaac Newton was around forever ago. Albert Einstein. For, for you know, for my lifetime was, was around a while, you know, like obviously, you know, a Over long time ago, ago, right? Yeah. Um, where is that person now? Where's our Albert Einstein? Where's our Isaac Newton? Where's that guy? I mean, uh, and you can't say Elon Musk, but. Well, Elon Musk has to be everything. It's all encompassing. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just yeah. read as a sidebar that he's like the second richest person in the world. Yeah, top Not Bill Gates. Yeah, really? so yeah, so allegedly, yeah, according to Forbes, I think so. He does something good with it. But um, but bottom line, at some point in the game, we're gonna we're gonna try to put all this framework together and yes. try to figure this out because there's gotta be a logic to this stuff, and um, and of course, a lot of this is separating fact from fiction, and what we're seeing is you know we're watching something that says, hey, this is fact, and then somebody says this is fiction, so. 
a lot of times we got to play the devil's advocate and flip flop those things right. and and figure it out. But there's got to be a logic to some of the stuff. Um, and it and I don't there's think definitely it's a consistency to all of it. I th- think there is the in message- a weird in a weird way there's a consistency. There's a framework here that there's there are common themes and there are common I think um, happenings and, and touchstones in it. Mm-hmm. You know whether or not it's the you know again the Egyptians and the Greeks having similar gods or I know, you know what it is. yeah go ahead the yeah. the emerald tablets are the seven habits of highly successful <laughs> hey it could could be if it's if it's if it's if it's the the path or map to enlightenment yeah I mean uh, you, know, you know who put first things first it, it, that's when, well that's the thing you know, I think if with most most modern humans and even past humans. You know, I think past humans, for the most part, were probably left, you know, there's no middle class. I think those that were either really rich and you're royal or you are, you know, a, a worker, a slave, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, and those people are probably very uneducated. They can't read. They can't write. And on purpose because they're you know, being kept down so they don't rise up and right. kill their captors. So you could have a small group of people lording over a very large population. You know, so, um, but my point of that is, is that as times have eased in and middle class and people have started to come together, I think there would be a need for education. And that's why we have modern day schools and universities and stuff. But with that in mind, you also have to kind of dumb it down to make sure every kid in the class understands the material in a sense. So, um, I guess my point is, is that there's, um, again, it's becoming a little bit more even, than it used to be. There's mm-hmm. there's not as much divide. There's not as big of a gap between the people that have knowledge and the people that have no knowledge. Right, right. So, you know, if you had this gr- this great material you wanted to share with people, you know, now the time gap might obviously create the the divide because, of course, you're writing some ancient Sanskrit or Sumerian or something. Sure, there's probably very few people on the earth that can really translate that. But so the time gap might be the, the, the uh, you know, the... Like the language the, the, barrier? Yeah, the language barrier, essentially. But um, you would you would think that if you had this great information that you would want to share it and there'd have to be somewhere down the line, you know, some some group of people, and we've talked about this too, that are maybe hoarding all that material and mm-hmm. hoarding that knowledge and that's why they're trying to create more of a divide and there's always going to be that divide. But... Um, well, the ironic thing is, is wouldn't you want everybody to be better? Like, wouldn't well, you want to hang out on the earth with smarter, better, nicer people? Well, that's that's where I'm going back to with the logic. That's mm-hmm. that's my thought process too. Because even if, like I said, if you were a very smart and wealthy person and let's say you didn't have any kids, but you had staff that you really cared about, maybe they were uneducated, but maybe over the course, you're like, I'm not going to live forever. I don't want all the things that I've learned to go to waste. Now, you know, even in the past, people wrote stuff down. Maybe people told people things, but you you would want that to be sure, plentiful. You yeah. would, you, you you would, right? Now it's possible that you know Thoth could have had a really great whatever right hand person, and he told that person all his secrets and whatever, and then that person lived for a certain amount of time, probably spread that that knowledge. But then that person died, and then mm-hmm. as time went on, yeah, maybe it was the telephone game where the the message gets muddied down and. You never know. I mean, I it could know. have become all of the modern day stories that we have now. It could have been like real stories that they just passed down and translated. Right. And- but that becomes the question of trying to separate fact from fiction. Right. And that's what scholars have been doing for the you know, some for their entire lifetimes. But but they're like you said, going back, you know, you know getting off the tangent. I mean, there's 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 a framework there. There's a logic. I think there's a logic there. And that's yes. what that's really what I'm getting at is the logic that human beings have a certain amount of logic. I mean, again, you know, these there's days a we, formula. There, there's something there. And I don't think it's like, I don't think humans would go ahead and create something and then say, well, I'm going to bury this in the sea with a million serpents, or I'm going to create this, 
you need a cipher to figure this out when it's knowledge, particularly if it's knowledge just for enlightenment or for general, um, you know, well-being again, or yeah, general just a guide to life or just even, to be, you know, something be, general. Yeah. You know, I don't think they'd create all these obstacles. I think it's probably much, much simpler way. And like you said, it might, or, you know, might be the, the time frame and barrier, the, the barrier to entry is, mm-hmm. is the, is the translation. But, um, but yeah, I like to think that um, you wouldn't create this, um, this great information and then, just say, I'm going to, well, I'm going to keep it, you know, I'm not going to let anybody decipher it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm more curious where you got like the giant iPad size emerald. Like, let's start with that. Like, well, that's a pretty big rock to yeah, be carving there, Well, <laughs> and, and if there was, and if there was, if think about this, if there was a reason to steal it, that would be it. Right. Because of course, any, you know, any numbskull would say yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to steal this thing and break off and I'm going to be a bazillionaire, you know, so, which would be really sad. Oh. It, particularly if it really is a text, you know, like no respectable you would, jeweler you would, you would bust that you up. Would hope a not. Little you would hope rings. not. But again, <laughs> we discussed briefly too the idea of the unknown, which is always the the greatest fear of all man. Right, is the unknown. So if you had a a guy who got the you know the the emerald, let's just call it a tablet in this case, not tablets, a tablet. Maybe there were tablets mm-hmm. and one survived. Let's say them, one, the main one survived, and some scholar got it. And he or she was able to decipher part of it or most of it. And there's some, you know, government moron who's just like, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's old and we can't let these other people know about it. So we're going to go ahead and we're going you know, to find that and we're going to destroy it or we're going to you know, put it in warehouse 13. I mean, yeah, so, exactly. you know, it's just a, a sad fact. And that, that probably happens more often than we know. Um, I guarantee there's yeah. some place like that. So it's all Indiana Jones archived. In right, the warehouse. right. Yeah. E- exactly. So, but, uh, but anyway, going back, you know, we think there's, I think there's, there's the more stuff that we're watching. It's all somewhat in the same framework. There's a lot of the same players and the same ideas. And um, I think we're finding a lot of repetitive um, ideas and a lot of repetitive information and a lot of things that are circling back onto themselves and hopefully we'll figure something out. Yeah. More than anything, it's, 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 it's fascinating. It's so interesting. It's very interesting. We we hope we, (laughs) Trismegistus, we we hope you find it uh, fascinating as well. Um, Well, that in mind, it concludes another episode of Fresh New Hell, Common People Discussing Uncommon Ideas. Again, my name is Frost and I'm with my co-host Mary. Um, please comment, subscribe, and uh, share with your friends and family. Uh, we do have listener support as well. Uh, if you go to freshnewhell.com, you can access that. If you want to support our show, we would uh, more than appreciate it. Um, yeah, and that, that wraps up another one. Thank you for listening, and we will uh, see you in the next one. Aloha.